Well, you know, I can't go too long without having an illustration. It's just a part of the way I like to teach and to preach because uh, it is somewhat true that a picture is worth a thousand words. And so I present to you today a door. Hmm. Pastor, I'm not dumb. I know what a door is. We all know what a door is, right? It allows access. It allows entry. Now, this door doesn't have a lock on the back side. But sometimes we need to let some things loose so that the door can be opened in our lives. It's a door. And the Lord says, I set before you an open door. Hmm. That means an access, an entry, a way to go from this side or this room into the next room. You see, because sometimes we get stuck in one place and we need to move forward. Can I get an amen? Uh, we need to uh, allow God uh, uh, to uh, have uh, principality over our life. In other words, that uh, He has control uh, so that we are able uh, to move forward. Now, I want you to notice something. It's not me that puts the door there. It's not you. Did you know you're not in control of your life? Well, you might think you are, but you're not. And even as a Christian, God says, I set before you an open door. In other words, he's the one calling the shots. He's the one uh, setting uh, opportunity is one word you can use when you talk about a door. He's giving opportunity for us. And I believe that God is uh, opening things that we have not seen before. That he's making divine opportunities, a doorway for us to move in and go toward him into not only the new year, but new experiences, uh, new heights, new depths in him. And so there is a doorway today set before us. But the question is, what will you do with that door? How you, will you respond to the opportunity that God has opened to you? What will you do? How, you, how will you respond? Will you walk around the door? Will you continue to stay on the other side or will you go through it? Hmm. Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. Let's read it. There are some things that I would like for you to repeat after me. Verse 7, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy. Notice the character of God. He who is true, who, he who has the key of David. Look at your neighbor and say, God's got the key. He who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you 
an open door. Say that with me. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it, for you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews but are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Wow. Aren't you glad to know that God loves you? Never never forget that. Many times we feel unlovable and unapproachable, but God loves us. Know that I have loved you because you have kept my command to persevere. Say persevere. I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Say that with me. I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Can you say that with me? Hear what the Spirit says to the churches. May God add his blessing to his word. 2024. Wow. We're here. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. I'm glad you made it to church this morning. So far, you have perfect attendance. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> God is good, isn't he? You know, as I uh, closed out last week, I, I said these words. I mentioned them, not knowing how God would continue to kind of reinforce this word, but I simply said, in my spirit, I'm hearing the words 2024, the year of the door. I didn't know that I was going to continue to reflect on that. And through my studies and through my Bible reading, and I do listen to a few other pastors preach, and guess what they were saying? Same thing. 2024, the year of the door. Some saying open doors. Some emphasizing that it's both open and closed doors. But God speaks. Aren't you glad he does? He speaks. And the text concludes, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Are we attentive to the Holy Spirit? Do we need to turn up our hearing aids? Do we need to get into God's word more that we might hear what he is speaking to us? Are we intently listening for God's Word, seeking to know what He would have to say for us? Are we hanging on His every word? When I first started falling in love with this girl right here, 
I wanted to spend all kinds of time with her and everything that she said was important to me. And sometimes she'd write little love letters and I'd write love letters back. Because I didn't want to go a whole day. I couldn't hardly handle it without hearing from her. You know what I'm saying? But are we like that with the Lord? Come on. Do we desire to hear from Him? Because He's speaking. But are we listening? Hear what the Lord says. Hear what the Spirit says to us. He has a divine plan uh, and He has a divine uh, something to say for this coming year. Are we attentive? Paying attention. Not thinking about what's in the stove for dinner today. Not wondering what new restaurant will go for the new year. Are we listening? In the book of Revelation, Jesus speaks to the churches, seven of them, each a different message, a different application for each church, a physically present church in that day and in that time. The message the Lord that gave to the Philadelphia church, which is what we read, is pertinent to us. Do you know your history? Do you remember the history books where it talks about Philadelphia, one of those foundational cities in our country's history. Do you know about the bell with the crack in it? It's Philadelphia, the city of, finish it, brotherly love. Wow. In our great nation, and that great city, prospered because of a foundation of love. Love. God still operates in love. He still wants to unite his church because whenever there is love present, there's unity present. And we get along and we uh, move with one another and we flow with one another when love is present. And we begin to step towards one another. Do you see what I'm doing? And we begin to facilitate uh, for one another. And we begin to uh, pray for one another. And, and all of a sudden, we're getting close. Uh, there's a door open because God loves us. And he wants us to love one another and to enter into that door. You won't go very far in this Christian walk. With a hateful attitude, somebody help me preach. You won't go very far without a spirit of love. And God still does great things through a church that is united in love. But not only does God have a message, he has an assignment. And it's urgent. He said, I'm coming quickly. I'm on the way. Sorry, Teresa, I'm going to use you again as another example. I'm a pretty good chauffeur for this lady right here. I drive her around all over the place. For a while, I was wondering if she really knew how to drive. But she does. But I take her to work, and I pick her up at lunchtime, and then most of the time I pick her up after work. My schedule is a little more flexible. And when I get there... 
to pick her up, I say, I'm outside. Sent. And I'm waiting for a response. I'm waiting for her to come outside. I'm in anticipation. And here the Lord gives us a message, and it's an urgent message. He said, I am coming quickly. I'm outside, if you will. I'm right around the corner. I'm in the parking lot. I'm about to split the eastern skies and come for my church, my bride. I'm just ready to hit the sky. I'm coming. I'm coming quickly. Do you believe that this morning? And it's in light of this urgency that he is coming that we have an assignment work to be done he's about ready to return you see it's urgent because even though he's about ready to come there's still lives and destinies hanging in the balance there are still people who are held captive by addiction. There are those who are bound and oppressed that need to be set free. And our time is limited. Any moment, God the Father could look over at his son and say, hey, bridegroom, because that's what he is. He's the bridegroom, and we're the bride. He could say, son, Go get your bride. And it's been a lot of years since Jesus was on this earth. Over 2,000, or right at 2,000. And I can imagine Jesus saying, you talking about now? Right now? I've been waiting a long time. The Bible tells us, confirms that even Jesus doesn't know when the Father will look at him and tell him to go get his bride. And I can imagine the excitement and the anticipation. Is it today? Is it today? Am I going to get my church? And finally the Father looks at him and says, go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Are we ready? He's coming. He's coming quickly. Make sure that you're ready. He says, I'm coming quickly. And because it is a matter of time, we must be urgent about his business. You see, the Philadelphia church was a good church. That's how the Bible describes them, a faithful church, a church that kept God's word and did not deny his name. I know it may seem old-fashioned, but this is still important. It is still what we need for today. It is still vital to our existence and our relationship with God. It is still what we need to be looking at every day. Can I get an amen? And it might be old-fashioned. But they were a church of the word. We got to be a church of the word. Amen. We got to be a church that believes in the word, lives the word, reads the word, obeys the word. They were living in it. They were faithful to the word and faithful to God's command. They go hand in hand. Because if you don't know the word, you might be disobedient and not know you're being disobedient. Are we 
faithful? Are we a church that's true? Are we a church that still believes? You see, we need to be living in obedience. No matter the persecution that this church faced, no matter the trials and the hardships and the difficulties, they still believed on the name of Jesus and they served him. It's still his name. It's still higher than any other name. It's still at the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord and that he is master. You see, it is still his name. And every principality and every power, help me, Lord, and every uh, thing must bow to that mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ. And we exalt his name and we worship him because he is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Wonderful name of Jesus. Powerful name of Jesus. And the text tells us that they persevered. I feel the Holy Spirit. Man, he was all over me this morning too. Hallelujah. Some versions say that they endured. And that word literally means that they have not swerved from their purpose. Oh, may that be said of us. That they were faithful. Not that they uh, did this or did that or they had all the great programs and they had all the fancy lights and they had all the stuff. Know that they were faithful and they did not swerve from the purpose that God set them to do. Thank God. I don't have to worry about being trendy as I'm not, I'm a nerd. I don't know if you know that about me or not thank God I don't have to worry about doing the popular thing I don't have to have the latest and the greatest but what I do have to do is be faithful don't swerve don't go over here where everybody's just you know doing this all this crazy stuff stay faithful True to his word. True and obedient to his commands. True to his name being greater than any other name. Look at your neighbor and say, don't swerve. Some of you need that in the car. Don't swerve. My wife's looking at me like it could apply to you. And I tell you that, unfortunately... Many churches in our day have swerved from their purpose. Some of them no longer soul-saving stations, no longer hospitals for the spiritually sick. Some not much more than a spiritual a social club. Some even go as far as to deny his name and his word. But we, we must not swerve. From our purpose. Does that mean I'm unwilling to try something new? No. My staff, my board knows I'm all about trying something new. But it's got to be from the Lord. I'm going to follow Him. I'm going to stay true to Him. Look at your neighbor one more time. Say, don't swerve. 
Don't swerve. And because they were faithful, God rewarded them. They endured. And it tells us that he said, I will keep you from the hour of trial. Not just any kind of trial or any kind of persecution, but what he's talking about here is that great tribulation time frame. He's saying, if you're faithful to me, then I'll keep you from the great tribulation and instead you will be raptured and taken out of it. After chapter 3 in the book of Revelation, no more mention of the church till the last chapter. Why? Look at your neighbor say, we gone. We're gone. The Lord has taken us, those who are faithful. How does it happen? 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, 17 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Woo! With the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus shall we always be with the Lord. He's coming quickly. Are we faithful? Are we watching are we waiting? Are we not swerving from the purpose and the path that he has put us upon? For he sets before us an open door. The Lord described this church as faithful, not perfect, but faithful. He didn't emphasize any problems with this church in this letter. He commended them for their faithfulness and for their works. And Jesus said, I place before you an open door, an opportunity. Hmm. 20, 24. God sets before us an open door. Figuratively, it means an opportunity to do something. Wow. Now, Philadelphia was in a strategic location. There was a, 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 almost a pathway from one continent to another. And their main purpose was the evangelism of the world. From one continent to the other, people uh, would travel through Philadelphia and they would hopefully hear from the Philadelphian church. Not just uh, the people of Philadelphia, but the church of Philadelphia had a purpose and a plan to evangelize the world. And we have a purpose and a plan. An open door. Did you notice that Jesus is always about salvation? That is the biggest part of what God has purposed us for. So that we are growing in Him. God's opening an opportunity. Mm. Some of the people you thought were unreachable in 2023. Oh, honey, don't give up. 
<laughs> Don't give up on your children, your loved ones, because I'm declaring to you that prodigals are turning, prodigals are, 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 are coming to their senses, and they're being drawn by the Holy Spirit, and we have an open door like never before to evangelize the world and to get them saved and filled with the Spirit of God. That's our purpose. Look at your neighbor and say it's an open door. An open door. It's an open door. An immense opportunity. Can I tell you that we as a church, we set in a strategic location. Not only here, but especially in our new home. Not if, but when. Did I have anybody of faith this morning? Am I stretching your faith this morning? I'm, I'm going to say it again. Not if, but when. But the first thing he says to them, Philadelphian church, can I substitute our name? Crosspoint church, do you see the door? Now that's important. It is very important that I see the door. Because I could be traveling, I'm trying not to knock myself over. But I can bump up against the door. I can slam into the door. I can not know where I'm going, flail about, and I don't see the opportunities that God uh, has given to me because I maybe I haven't been faithful. Maybe I haven't been in His Word. Maybe I haven't been praying like I ought to. Maybe I haven't been uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to uh, change me and, and use me in new ways. But you have to see the door. Do you see it? Some have. Some have come to me today. I'm so excited, Pastor Brian. God, God, God is, is doing this, and, and, and I can see how he's working. And, I, and, and can I tell you that that's exciting. Praise God. See the door. You got to see it. See it. How do you see a door that God has set before you? Spiritual perception. The Spirit will reveal it to you. See the door. See it. But God had more of an intention and a purpose than that. I stand up here, good viewpoint. There's the door to the stairway. There's a door to the outside. There's a door back there, even to the sound room and the financial office. There's a big wide door right there, right in the middle. There's a door to the bathroom. Some of you didn't even know we had one up here. And I could spiritually say, man, I can see what God's doing. There's just doors all over the place. God's getting ready to move. Man, some of them are even already open. I'm, I'm better than you folks. I already see the door. <laughs> but it doesn't do you a hill of beans good if you don't do what? Walk through the door. <laughs> you got to take a step of faith. You got to trust him. 
you got to believe him that what he has opened up is for your good and for your blessing. Can I tell you what is not God's character? Pastor, you don't know. I'm afraid. I've been afraid all my life. I, I've been afraid to walk through any opportunity. I'm just still doing the same thing over and over and over again. Have you seen the door? You got to walk through the door. Take a step of faith. God's character will not do this. Are you afraid to step through the door? There's no cliff on the other side. You're not going to fall through. God's faithful. God's going to take care of you. When you walk by faith, he'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Is it going to be a little scary? Maybe. Everything God has ever asked me to do, it's been a little scary. But he's never failed me. And he's been true. He's kept his word. Can you walk through the door? It's an open door. Huh. A door for 24. But notice, it's not just an open door. I'm fixing to get in your business. Just a little bit. He says, he opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. Well, what does that mean, Pastor? God opens some doors. Those are open. But he also closes some. He closes them. No way to get through. No man can get through. So there's some things in your past that you need to stay in the past? Are there some ways that you used to do things that you need to do them a new way? Oh, now I'm meddling. Because none of us like change. And many times we go to the door and it's closed and we just, God, I got to get through this door. It's the way I used to do everything. I don't know how to go another way. But the Spirit has opened a door. And we don't have to beat down doors. That's a struggle for some of us. Some of you more than me. Truth. Some of you like change better than I do. Truth. Don't beat down the door. Don't force your way through. Allow God to open the door. Allow Him. You don't control the door. Oh, come on, Pastor. I can make my own appointments. I can do my own thing. I can live life like I want to. How's that going for you? Hmm? God controls the doors. And all he simply asks for us to do is take a walk of faith. Today, let me challenge you. Will 24 look different 
than 23 for you. What will it look like? What will it look like? See, I believe God is opening up doors of opportunity for us individually, but us as a church as well, corporately. And I'm going to do something I don't normally do. The convicting power of the Holy Spirit is still very alive and present. And I want to challenge you. I know it's just an illustration. I know it's just a door. Kind of not even real strong and real, you know, somebody here used it for their wedding. Why doors for a wedding? It's a new day. It's a new life. What will you do with the, the door that God places before you? I'm not placing the door there. I don't even know what your door looks like necessarily. But today... Church, will you just take a walk of faith with the Lord? Will you walk through? I'll be the first one. It's just an illustration, but there's some spiritual significance. I'm entering 2024 being obedient to the Lord, and I'm going to walk through those doors. And I'm going to believe that God's going to meet me on the other side of that. And I'm going to believe that he's going to do things in my life that I could not have imagined. And I'm going to believe him for saving of souls. And I'm going to believe him for my children getting saved. I'm going to believe him uh, that all, all of our needs are going to be met according to his riches and glory. I'm, I'm stepping through the door. How many today would do that? How many today?